you know, I'd really love to ask these people what their eventual end goal is. All these rioters and the riotings that we're seeing that we saw last year in Minneapolis that we're seeing now in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. You know, I got uh, Andy No, you know, is pretty prominent Twitter personality. I'm looking at a tweet from his and I'm listening to this woman literally yelling, quote, get the white people to the front. She starts shouting white allies in the front. Well, what are they going to do? Are they going to clash with police? And do they expect the uh, white people to be attacked first by police? Quote, white allies. How are you going to be an ally of a group, first of all, a group that is trained Marxists? You can ask Patrice Cullors, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, what their ideological frame is. But his tweet, I'll read it for you. Black Lives Matter protesters demand that whites be used as human shields as they gather outside the Brooklyn Center police station. They've been throwing, uh, they've been trying to break down the fence, the fence, excuse me, and are throwing projectiles, saying, quote, white allies to the front. Why would you be an ally of this group? And if you're a white person, you want to go and join them and go out there and protest and riot and cause destruction and chaos in the streets there in Brooklyn Center. Well, you're just going to be you're just going to be first. You're going to be on the front lines there. Literally, that's what they're shouting and yelling. What's their goal? What is their end game, though, despite to, to cause the chaos that we're seeing? on our streets right now. You know, is it to is it to say that police are so racist? Well we went over the facts last night on this program. Police kill more whites than they do blacks. So what should there be a white lives matter group? Oh I'm sure that would be racist though. How is it you know in, in a day and age where we're not supposed to see color and everyone's supposed to be equal. And by the way, we are in a time right now at this exact moment in history, there has never been a better time for there to be equality, not only in the United States, but throughout the entire world. So do they, should there be a White Lives Matter group that are calling for the you know, abolishment of police and should be saying, as Rashida Tlaib puts it, no more policing, it can't be fixed. No more incarceration, no more militarization. I mean, this Democrat party has lost their mind. And the worst part about it is that they brainwash Americans into thinking that they're right, into thinking that they're the compassionate party in this country. Don't get me wrong, the Republican party has a lot of issues, but I see more compassion, more caring for the American people on the Republican side than I ever have seen on the Democrat side Look at the president of the United States. Look at his, oh, by the way, I missed the countdown yesterday. We are down, yesterday, we were at 1,378 days. Today, we can proudly announce that we are 1,377 days away uh, from the Biden administration. And hopefully, Joe Biden going away from American politics, oh, one can only imagine and hope and, and pray forever. But who knows? You got Barack Hussein Obama, who's, who's still out there now. But anyway, so... And we'll get to the divider in chief, Barack Hussein Obama, in a minute here. Uh, but anyway, look at the president of the United States' son. Has this guy got compassion? This guy is a guy that after his brother dies of cancer, his first reaction, what what, uh, what am I going to do now? You know what? I'm going to go and, have, and start having sex with my dead brother's wife. 
there's a scumbag. I, I, literally, and on top of that, a crackhead. He got kicked out of the military for being a crackhead. That he, he would mistake Parmesan cheese as crack. He was he was proudly showing off his teeth missing. Summer teeth, man. Some are there and some aren't. Proudly showing them all the crack that has gone into his mouth, how his teeth are missing. He's probably number one biggest scumbag in this entire country. And you know what? He was raised by Joe Biden. Joe Biden should not be proud of a single thing that Hunter Biden has done in his entire life. He is a complete and utter disgrace to this country. Look at what Joe Biden has done. Joe Biden, who refers to conservatives as ugly domestic terrorists, Joe Biden, who his DHS alone says that we're going to see 117,000 unaccompanied minors this year. He's now got the record for the biggest uh, unaccompanied minor surge in this country ever. So well done, Joe. Edo boy, way to break that record. You know we're expecting as many as 200, or excuse me, 26,000 unaccompanied minors just in September. Well, we had 19,000 unaccompanied minors last month. He's right on track for that. This is a guy who has to broker an $86 million deal to keep illegals in hotel rooms. And again, some Americans, primarily the Democrats and the Democrat Party, are going to listen to this guy. Nancy Pelosi says, even after all those facts and statistics, that we're on a good path at the border under the leadership of, of Joe Biden. I mean, really? Pelosi and Biden are making news, uh, breaking news, sort of, at this hour, which we'll get to in a second. We're going to see a Joe Biden, he won't take any questions, but it'll be Joe Biden uh, speaking in public. Anyway, top story of the day that we have to get to, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe have done CNN in again. Now, they released a video today, and this is a CNN uh, is uh, official title, Charlie Chester is his name, CNN Technical Director. Everything that I'm about to read to you are not my words, not Project Veritas' words, but these are the words from a CNN Technical Director. And remember, there are people in this country that still believe CNN is a credible news outlet. It couldn't be anything further from the truth. And now they're on tape admitting it. Project Veritas sent in an undercover journalist and they caught this guy clean. Charlie Chester, this is a quote from him. I think, and remember, this was undercover, so he had no idea that he was being filmed. This is what he said. I think we as CNN, I think we got him talking about Biden through this term. Quote, we would always show shots of him jogging, you know, him in his aviator shades, like you paint him as a young geriatric, he says. He says this, look what we did. We got Trump out. If it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. Now remember, some people think these people are credible and they use CNN as a news source. CNN should be blocked from ever sourcing anything along with Wikipedia. He says this quote, uh, the, journal, the undercover journalist asks him, right? Do you think it's, it's going to be just like a, a lot of fear for the climate? 
exact quote. Yeah, yeah, fear sells, he says. Fear sells. So there's CNN admitting to you that they want to instill fear in the American people. He said this, we were, we were creating a story regarding Donald Trump's health. He says, there were, you know, we, we didn't know anything about it. He says, Trump was like, like shaking his hand or whatever. He said, then we brought in so many medical people to like tell a story that like it was all speculation. But this is him. I'm just reading directly from what he says. It's not like I'm saying like every moment or so. Not like I'm Joe Unity Biden. So he says, it was all speculation. You know, it's like that we wanted people, we wanted them to say that it was like neurologically, that Trump was neurologically damaged, that he was losing it, that he's unfit, you know, whatever. He says, we were, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. This is probably the best quote that he says. He says, that's what I think. That's propaganda. He just openly admitted that CNN, that fake news CNN is propaganda. And it's not like it's coming from a competitor in Fox News or Breitbart or One America News or Newsmax or any of the conservative outlets. Literally CNN technical director saying exact quote, that's propaganda. That's what CNN is. There's nothing credible about fake news CNN. They hated Donald Trump so much because Donald Trump called them out for being what they are. Fake news. Fake news and propaganda. He also says, our focus on CNN was to get Trump out of office. It was, uh, right? We, we, that's what it was without saying that's what it was. He says, our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. So keep that in mind. If you ever have to, and God love you, if you ever do have to watch CNN, they're going to be focused on climate change awareness. That's what this guy is saying. This technical director for CNN. Uh, the undercover journalist asks him, who decides that? He says, the head of the network. Says, so, so Zucker, Jeff Zucker. Now, in response to this video being, this news being broken, by uh, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, Charlie Chester's LinkedIn account, guess what? Deleted. Gone. The CNN technical director featured in the exposed CNN undercover video, James O'Keefe writes today, detailed the network's agenda to get Trump out, admitting that it was CNN propaganda. His account now has been deleted. And James O'Keefe, who is the founder, CEO of Project Veritas, caught up with uh, Charlie Chester in New Jersey and asked him asked him word for word if, if what he's saying is true. He says this, you're on camera talking about the importance of getting Trump out of office without saying that's what your intent is. This is what he responded. I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested in talking to you. And then, oh, and then he pulls the, oh, you're six feet and you don't have your mask on. And he says, you're not going to get me to talk about anything says, I'm not talking to you guys. And he says, all right, well, <laughs> well, you've already spoken with us. You're already caught undercover. You know, when you thought no one was around, no one was listening and paying attention. James O'Keefe says, you admit your network 
is helping certain candidates for political office guess what this guy does this brave hero like charlie chester gets into his car drives off now if what james o'keefe was saying and showing as far as the video that he has if everything was a lie or as the fake news outlets try to describe it as deceptively edited wouldn't he just stay there and say no you're lying everything you put forward is edited nope of course he doesn't he runs away and this is what james o'keefe says as he drives off they never have the courage to say publicly what they will say privately and he is spot on with that so cnn themselves literally saying we are propaganda we write stories we report on stories that we know nothing about though that is a news outlet making the news not reporting on the news making a story about how trump was unfit when they had no idea what they were talking about saying we got joe biden through this term we wanted to paint him as a young geriatric I mean, it's incredible. CNN is propaganda. That is a true factual statement if you listen to their own technical director. Massive. This is a massive thing. And by the way, James O'Keefe just announced on Fox News that he is suing CNN for defamation. And, you know, the uh, legal standard, you have to prove actual malice, that they knew what they were saying was wrong but they said it and went through with it anyway. So he's suing them. And he said uh, uh, to Sean Hannity, I, you should, people should start suing these outlets more. Uh, so huge, huge breaking news there. Uh, we have uh, in Minneapolis, uh, or excuse me, in Minnesota, in Brooklyn Center, here's the headline, Minnesota Police Chief Tim Gannon along with Officer Kim Potter. Remember, Kim Potter's the one who shot uh, Deontay. Deontay, I mean, that's how it's spelled. Deontay. It's D-A-Dante. Right. Brooklyn Center, Center, Minnesota Police Chief Tim Gannon. Uh, He's resigned today, as has Officer uh, Kim Potter. Mayor Mike Elliott. Oh, now this mayor. All right, this mayor, remember, who fired the city manager yesterday because how, how dare he call for due process? So this is what this moron said today, okay? This is the mayor of Brooklyn Center, Mike Elliott, saying, quote, I don't believe that officers need to necessarily have weapons every time they're making a traffic stop. So, hold on a minute here. I would love this idiotic, stupid moron mayor to just, for, for, for one day of his life, go make a traffic stop. I don't know, maybe say in New Mexico, where we saw a routine traffic stop, where the cop was shot and murdered in the line of duty already, 97 cops killed in the line of duty this year alone. We're only in April. How about you go to Long Island, Mr. Mayor, where another routine traffic stop was uh, attempting to occur, and he was this Long Island officer was stabbed in the leg, in an artery, fighting for his life. How about you go and do that? You know, it's it's so easy 
for prominent Democrats who know nothing, who know nothing about the real world, to just spout their their hate, espouse it, and say and say, listen, we don't we don't need police. No, police are police are racist. Police have become the enemy. I mean, that's what the president of the United States said. The sitting president of the United States saying that police have become the enemy. This idiot mayor wants police to have no weapons whatsoever. Think about this. police, And think if it's your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, a family member who's a police officer. Personally, I know a lot of police officers. I have the utmost respect for everything that they do. All, all officers, border officers, correction officers, every single last one of them. They have my utmost respect. So think about this. You're a cop, right? And you, you pull someone over, maybe the headlights out, maybe they're speeding, uh, whatever the case may be. You don't have any weapons on you whatsoever. If you listen to this mayor, you will have no weapons, none at all. And that person has a gun, shoots you, kills you, drives away. That's it. Do they find the gun? We can search for it, search for the bullet, then try to find the gun that it's come through. This guy's woman, whoever it is that shoots the officers, is going to go free. And, and that's it. That's as easy as that. How do they know that at a routine traffic stop, the person they're pulling over doesn't have a weapon that could potentially kill that officer? Sure, I'm pretty sure he didn't think about any of that when he said it. It's a Democrat talking point. And when Democrats are in charge, the American people's lives are always in danger. Barack Hussein Obama, divider in chief today. We need to reimagine policing. Our hearts are heavy over yet another shooting of a black man at the hands of police. The fact that this could happen even as the city of Minneapolis is going through the trial of Derek Chauvin, reliving the heart-wrenching murder of George Floyd, indicates not just how important it is to conduct a full and transparent investigation, but also how badly we need to reimagine policing and public safety in this country, says Barack Hussein Obama. That will have the Secret, Ser the, uh, uh, Secret Service on, uh, protecting him for the rest of his life. There's, I'm telling you right now, there has never been someone who has divided this country more than Barack Hussein Obama. It's a shame that he was even president. It really is. I, what did Barack Hussein Obama do good for this country? He did nothing good. All he did was make blacks. What you're seeing right now and what the media want to drive in a race war of blacks versus whites, police versus blacks, I, that is all a part of Barack Hussein Obama. Schools, you're seeing the indoctrination of kids where schools have 90% teachers being Democrats. This is all Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama, who never got uh, 4.0 GDP growth. Barack Hussein Obama, who put 13 million more Americans on food stamps. You know, it, it, these numbers are ingrained in my head. Thanks to, well, I listen to a lot of big, you know, breaking news. I listen to a lot of Sean Hannity radio. He's gone through these numbers over and over again. 13 million more Americans in food stamps, 8 million more Americans in poverty, the lowest labor participation, participation rate that we've seen in years. You know, one in five men aged 18 to 24 were incarcerated or, or living in their parents' basement. 
I, this is all what happened under Barack Hussein Obama. But we shouldn't be surprised. Barack Hussein Obama, community organizer, Barack Hussein Obama, 13 Rules of Being a Radical, Saul Alinsky, listen to him. It was Barack Hussein Obama started his political career with Bill Ayers, a, a, a terrorist, a, an American terrorist, Bernadine Dorn, his wife, I, the, the Chum gang, do we have to go back through that? All these things that associate with Barack Hussein Obama and point the, the point being made, how radical, how bad he was for the United States. Um, we got more news to now. The FDA today has recommended the pause of Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccines. Uh, they released a statement. Well, they actually tweeted it earlier this morning. Today, FDA and the CDC issued a statement regarding the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. We are recommending a pause in the use of the vaccine out of an abundance of caution. You know, I was reading it. I was reading an article about it. There have been here it is right here. According to the FDA. There have been six reported cases of the rare and severe type of blood clot in over 6.8 million Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine recipients. So wait a minute. You know, when I first read that, I think you know, six being reported of blood clots out of 6.8 million Americans? I mean, something just doesn't add up here. Uh, pre former President of the United States Donald Trump released a statement about it the biden administration did a terrible disservice to people throughout the world by allowing the fda and cdc to put a pause on the uh, use of the johnson johnson covid 19 vaccine the results of this vaccine have been extraordinary but now its reputation will be permanently challenged he says uh, also quote the only way de we defeat the china virus is with our great vaccines now peter navarro who was a white house economic advisor under uh donald trump he's out with a piece today it runs in the washington times and you know what i haven't heard a lot of people question dr i mean certainly conservative outlets have questioned him no one in the mainstream media well they love him and michigan governor whitmer who wants to who is shutting down her state again and wants all kids to go back to remote learning uh, she has a pillow of Dr. Fauci in her office. I mean, that's quite embarrassing. But he writes an article today, op-ed in the Washington Times. Is Dr. Fauci the father of the pandemic? Dr. Fauci's NIH funneled, get this, because not a lot of people know this, funneled American taxpayer dollars, some 7 million American taxpayer dollars, into the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He writes, the former director of the CDC, Dr. Robert Redfield, believes the COVID-19, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, originated in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Says, if Dr. Redfield is correct, and he almost certainly is, then Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institutes of Health must assume significant responsibility for a global pandemic that has killed over half a million Americans, kicked tens of millions of Americans to the unemployment curve, and drained trillions of dollars of wealth from the American economy. Now he writes and um he talks about OCAM's razor. Now OCAM's razor, and I'll define it for you here. It's a scientific and uh uh scientific and philosophical rule 
that entities should not be multiplied unnecessarily, which is interpreted as requiring that the simplest of competing theories be preferred to the more complex or that explanations of unknown phenomena be sought first in terms of known quantities. So he writes that there is logic. There's logic in Occam's razor. If a deadly virus pops up within several kilometers of the only bioweapons lab in Asia, well, the simplest explanation is usually the right one. Ergo, SARS and COVID came from the Wuhan lab. He says, then on top of that, there's this. COVID most closely resembles viruses that have been found in horseshoe bats. Well, the Wuhan lab has an extensive collection of these rare and novel viruses. Adding fuel to this bat cave fire, many of these viruses were brought to Wuhan by China's so-called bat lady, Shi Zengli, who we've spoken about extensively on this program. Before she was effectively muzzled by the Chinese government, Ms. Shi expressed concerns that the virus may have leaked from her lab. As to whether COVID was genetically engineered, it is here where Dr. Fauci enters the dangerous picture. Because in 2017, Without uh, sufficient warning to the Trump White House, Dr. Fauci and his NIH colleague, Dr. Francis Collins, reauthorized the use of a so-called gain-of-function research inside China's, guess what, Wuhan lab. Gain-of-function, by the way, is a genetic uh, engineering tool that improves the ability of a virus to cause disease. In pushing for gain-of-function, Fauci Collins unilaterally overturned a 2014 decision by the Obama White House to restrict such experiments because of their inherent dangers. He writes, in fact, SARS-CoV-19 ex exhibits several highly unusual functional characteristics that suggest the virus has been genetically engineered. For example, unlike SARS-CoV-1 and most uh, other viruses, SARS-CoV-2, is characterized by a high degree of asymptomatic spread. This makes the virus far more contagious and therefore, obviously, more deadly. The high degree of asymmetric spread, along with the rapid and deadly mutations of the virus that we're now observing, and by the way, those mutations haven't had anything, the COVID vaccine it's not like it's not dealing with it. So that I don't want to scare anyone with that, as the, as the mainstream media will do in Dr. Fauci. It says, along with the mutations that uh, and the rapid deadly mutations we're now observing, suggests the possibility of a weaponized virus. Here, the U.S. State Department has revealed that the Wuhan lab has engaged in research on behalf of the People's Liberation Army since 2017. The same year, guess what? Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, approved gain-to-function research in Wuhan. He says the last piece of this, Fauci as the father of the pandemic puzzle, it's this. Dr. Fauci's NIH funneled American taxpaying dollars, $7 million, into the Wuhan lab through a shadowy figure named Peter Dasak, Dasak. Mr. Dasak, whatever you want to spell it, D-A-S-A-K, you know, I'm not great at pronouncing names. Mr. Dasak himself bragged about genetically engineering viruses at the Wuhan lab prior to the pandemic. If Dr. Redfield 
Ocam's razor are right that the Wuhan lab spawned SARS-CoV-2, history will judge that the Chinese Communist Party and Dr. Fauci to be two of, if not the strangest, then certainly most deadly of bedfellows in history. For it was Dr. Fauci, and these facts are not in dispute, that provided the Wuhan lab with both the funding and the green light for gain-of-function experiments. This is a congressional investigation, he writes, waiting to happen. Incredibly good story and piece. I uh, shouldn't say story because it's true. From Peter Navarro, who has been on top of Dr. Fauci since the beginning of this. And by the way, I always go back. We went through it on this program last year. I talk about Matthew Tai and Lao Wai, L A O W H Y 86, YouTube, Matthew Tai, who went through extensively how COVID leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, all right, so in other news, and this is sort of just breaking now, Joe Biden is set to address a joint session of Congress on April 28th. You'll give about, what, two weeks to prepare for it here. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Tuesday issued the formal invitation for Biden to speak. The speech is scheduled to occur, get this, 98 days into Biden's first term in office. Nearly 100 days ago, when you took the oath of office, you pledged in a spirit of great hope that help is on the way, Pelosi said in a letter. Now, because of your historic and transformative leadership, help is here, she writes. I don't know what leadership she's seeing under Joe Biden. Uh, Biden's first speech to Congress will occur later into his first term than those of his uh, presidential predecessors. Former President Barack Hussein Obama, divider-in-chief, delivered his first speech uh, to a joint session of Congress on February 24th, 20, uh, 2009. Former President Donald Trump delivered his on February 28th, 2017. D get this now. Dating back to the Reagan administration, every president before Biden has delivered his first speech to Congress within his first 40 days in office. Um, oh, and, and now, by the way, just before um, we say goodnight, I want to just point out something that came out today, and this is more locally here in Buffalo. Mark Polinkars, who is the Erie County Executive, the leader here in Buffalo, Democrat, go figure, came out with this tweet today. The only safe way to have a full house for Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres games this fall is if all are vaccinated. Do your part, get vaccinated, and then, and then cheer on our teams in person this fall. So the only way that you can go and watch your, well, Buffalo sports teams, this will, I'm, I'm sure this will open up to other people if, uh, if he thinks he can get away with this. You had better get vaccinated. And you better be able to, to show your little vaccination card too. I mean, think about that though. You don't want to get vaccinated. And remember, I thought Democrats were so pro-choice, right? No, I guess not. If this fact, why is the vaccine so controversial? Why is it being put on to American people? If you dare want to do something so crazy as go watch a football team or watch a, a hockey team play, you have got to get vaccinated, he says. I mean, I can almost ensure you, I guarantee, I can almost guarantee it.
that there will be lawsuits coming Mark Polencar's way. And that's, I mean, is anyone, should you be surprised though? I mean, this is what Democrats are all about. They want control. They want power. You better listen to me because I was elected and I get to tell you what you can and can't do. I mean, was there flu vaccine? Did you have to get the flu vaccine before before COVID came around to go watch a Bills or a Sabres game? No. I mean, so how is it that, and the flu kills many more people than COVID does. So why is it that you have to get the COVID vaccine? I mean, remember, remember way back when, when COVID first started, we were told, don't politicize it, we'll get through it together. And from where I sit, my standpoint, yeah, everything about COVID has been nothing but politicized. Mostly, by the way, from the Democrat Party. I mean, we had a candidate who ran and if you want to believe that there wasn't fraud in the 2020 election and won, why? Not because he had any great ideas, but because of COVID. It was COVID, COVID, COVID. That's all they talk about anymore. I mean, I, th I think I'm in the same boat as many, many American people in this country, where as far as COVID, oh, just sick and tired of hearing about it every single day. Donald Trump said it on the campaign trail, COVID, COVID, COVID. I mean, gee, enough is enough.